Hey, it's another episode of Create or Die, and this is your host, Ike Allred. Now, today's episode, let me tell you, it's going to be a good one. getting crazy. We're getting different. We're diving in deep with my main man, Mr. Trevor Williams, to talk about animation, specifically the pre-viz or animatic stage, and right on into a little program we like to call After Effects. So if that's something that you're interested in, you want to up your game when it comes to animation or motion design, this episode's for you. And Sure, it's a podcast, but it could also be considered a master class. How about that? Let's let's just do it. Let's go. Cool. Yeah. Well, Trevor, it's been too long since we've done one of these. Yeah. It's supposed to be like a monthly thing, and then uh, we just we got get away busy. From yeah, yeah. We both we both get busy with stuff, but uh, I'm excited to be on again. And uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you, my friend. I uh, look forward to uh, doing a deep dive with you. This is kind of a different episode than we've done before, so you're going to uh, show us a little bit more about what it is you're expert at, which is animation and and uh, specifically some motion graphics uh, around uh, logo idents or whatever we want to call them. Um, is there anything you want to say to kind of set that up before you get right into it? Yeah, I think, you know, hopefully in the future we could do a couple more of these where um, we deep dive into a few different parts of the process. Hey, sorry about the quick interruption here, but I, I almost forgot to remind you to do something. Do me a solid, please. Subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, wherever it is you listen to or watch Create or Die. It really means a lot. It helps out helps spread the word we get featured all that good stuff you know and then of course continue to tell your friends and family about what it is we're we're doing here thanks again and enjoy the rest of the episode uh maybe people will find them helpful um i certainly think that this process i finally developed later when i should have developed it sooner in my career and if i could go back i certainly would have um done it this way to begin with it would have saved me a lot of headache and hassle and and uh blood sweat and tears if i just developed this process to begin with and uh instead of later but we all i think we all get into something new and um we develop and learn at different paces and sure enough we'll find shortcuts or we'll find a process that fits our style or fits the various ways we can produce animation or design however it may be and even though the programs are constantly changing um we pick up nuggets along the way but but when you begin you, you typically i think you there's just too much to learn in one go and the process just develops over time so it's a natural thing but I certainly yeah. think if I went back in time um, or had someone to, to tutor me and teach me, um, 
this would this process I think is is better at saving time on the back end um, than figuring it out as you go and and usually the results I find are are more pleasing and satisfactory all all around as well. So the, with that, with that uh, today I'll keep it shorter. I won't go too crazy. We won't go into like full hands-on step-by-step process but um when i do something like i'm asked to do a logo indent or an animation around um say even something maybe for a website or um that just has a few minor pieces of motion graphics it's good to kind of first start out with a sketch and or um i call it the animatic phase even the best part is to kind of, this is kind of step one, I would say, start out with actually just stills, you know, like a, like your key frame. And if you, you kind of want to have it be the money shot, right? You want to, and it, you start with one, make that like the money shot, then move to a few series of, okay, maybe now I have three or four that just explain the process of, we get from A to B to C, and then yeah. you can add in a few more keyframes and a few more money shots, and then finally um, you get you get approval, you get the buy-off, you get people and stakeholders to say yes, I like this version, and then you can go in and and do it a lot better, right? Um, yeah. Sometimes people do it with style frames, right? But I, I even think starting out, and if you have like a relationship with a creative director, a director of animation, a head of direct, a head of creative, anything like that, and you're working directly with them, they can see the vision far more, and you could be a little more loose. Yeah. Versus sometimes if you're working freelance with the client, you might want to have a fully polished uh, style frame. For them to someone view, who doesn't but, have an art and design animation background or whatever that it takes a little bit more to uh, help paint the vision for those type of people. Yeah, right. And so, I mean, uh, maybe you've recently seen uh, the new into Across the Spider Verse, Spider Man, yeah, stuff like that. I did. I, I think they're key. A whole episode about that. Oh, I know. And I'm not going to dive into that. I mean, it's just, but it's amazing. But you know, especially when they do those comic style stop frames, they really make that, they, they, the composition is just set right, everything is happy. Those are kind of like the money shots I'm talking about. And then as you, as you develop a few of those and you tell your story of, okay, we want to go from A, B, C, and resolve, um, you can fill it in and then try, and then Step number two is the reason to do it this way is once you've got your concept and then you develop it into those money shots, then you work on the animatic, which gives you timing and spacing. And to do it this way up front, at first, I think when you're an early animator or you're doing this design with motion graphics as a designer and you're trying to get your feet wet with this, it can be challenging to understand timing and spacing and, and getting the timing right even in an animatic form where you kind of see it almost like a storyboard of just a phase and, and a stop and a go and a stop and a go and a stop and a go until you see like full fluid smooth animation 
but uh, it doesn't take long. I mean, practice for a week and you'll start to understand real quick the feel of the pauses and the and the motion of it. And then once you've kind of developed a taste for that and, and, and an understanding, it can guide you so well as to, okay, if, you know, as you're doing it and as you have it mapped out in your head, you know how the impact or how to speed things up or how to have, you know, will, will flow and you can note that down or, or, or display it as much as you want in multiple drawings. But um, then it really helps you once you finally get in to the actual program, say After Effects or if it's a 3D software like Blender or something, you can use these um, these actual animatics to guide your animation and the timing so you don't have to really take too much time noodling in that. And you can just quickly pull up the graph editor, your keyframes, and finesse those and tweak those until they're butter buttery smooth, right? So yep. without further ado, I will share my screen here. Awesome, we're second. about to go deep, folks. Hold on, hold on. We're yeah. Gonna, this is we're breaking new territory on the podcast. We're we're sharing screens. Yes. And I'll try to describe it as well as best I can. Hopefully this isn't terrible. Let me know, can you see this yet? Is it still um, it's trying still to loading? Think? Yeah, let's give it a second. I wonder why it's being slow this oh, time. Oh, there we go. I can see it now. Okay. Well, and like Perfect. I said, Sorry. I think it'll uh, it'll capture it on your end. So you just go ahead and move okay. forward, and we'll be all right. Okay. So first, before I go crazy, I'll scrub through this and talk about it before I start to play this out. So this is just simple, rough drawings inside of what you could do this on an iPad with Rough Animator or Calipeg or a sketch and sketch a flip a sketch or some so many different apps right or you yeah. can use uh, desktop software um, through the Adobe cloud like animate CC or anything like that um, so some of these I've, I've done that way on my desktop and some I actually did on an iPad or even my, my mobile phone so the sketches are rough, but it gives the concept. I was doing a logo animation for FinTech, and a, a, it's a little festival of financial technology. And um, this was one concept where we're just talking about kind of like graphs and numbers, and it kind of comes into the, the the big ask was they wanted to see Fin, and then plus tech and then resolve to the FinTech logo, right? That was the that was the ask. So started going around concept and thought, okay, let's, let's talk about just things around finance, stocks, things like that. We can kind of do that and then resolve to the logo, right? And then another concept, I took technology, like mobile technology devices, and then financial things like money and Bitcoin and currency and I have them spin around and then clash together and come out as Fin plus Tech and then become the FinTech logo for the festival. And then I had one that, uh, since the FinTech festival is kind of something more like a social bubble, we worked on kind of starting out with that, where it's like two social bubbles pop up and they split apart. And as they split apart, they build into this 
One side is the financial stuff, so you get a couple icons around like banking and Bitcoin and other currencies and things like that and trading and tech like devices and mobile phones and wearables and then colliding together to the logo as well and then another one that morphs and does it and then kind of comes out as a speech bubble out of a, out of a phone right so if we were to play these in succession it would kind of flow like this and this gives you that idea of what the timing and the spacing and the animatic just as a guide helps you see the feeling of it and when you're pitching this and showing this to somebody they get a good sense too and then they can tell you okay i i choose number two or number three of the concepts right and so in this case we went i think with concept two and i like i said i did one or two of these on my ipad one or two of these on my desktop and one even I worked on both iPad or desktop and then I transferred it to my mobile phone and I was even working with my finger and it was this one in, in particular, this one with the, the black and white one with um, the fin and the tech while I was even in, in waiting for a movie to start and it was just nice to kind of keep noodling, keep working and uh, and it doesn't, I just like being mobile, being able to yeah, I love that uh, you just kind of found some time wherever you could. There you are sitting in the theater waiting for your movie to start. And we've got these amazing devices in our pocket. Why not use them? And, and I find, you know, I mean, it's a little harder to do art and animation. You're doing an amazing job here. But there's a lot that can be done as far as outlining ideas in notes or um whatever but people like creating think, thought uh, bubbles come up with whatever yeah they come right. up with an excuse like i don't have any time well you know find time in between things you know five minutes here ten minutes there well and sometimes you just come up with an idea when you're say on a walk or something that's why i like to wherever i am however i am if inspiration hits i can kind of pull something out and work on it a little bit just to noodle on it and so in this case, I did it at the theater and I meant to kind of showcase some of that as well, but, um, but it's nice uh, because if you're building animatics and, you know, why not, why not work on them wherever you are if, if uh, you've got the right technology and the, and the capability just to, just to keep pushing. And I, I love the iteration, iterated, iteration iteration just to keep pressing forward and coming up with a more developed and polished plan and this was kind of in that in that realm so even though i thought maybe this one would be a fun one to work on i know the client ended up deciding on the second one and so moving forward yeah. we get to where i'm in the program this is after effects and i've i've placed it in the background and it's faded and now i'm noodling and working just on um, just on the timing and the spacing of where these icons and locations are. I've I've gone in, uh, did a post process where I've cleaned up and made it all clean in Illustrator, and then brought in my assets. And then here I am going going to town, just quickly animating it, animating all the pieces. Like I said, I can focus on just the timing and the spacing of it, and then we get the final result, right? And 
kind of look at that one more time. You know, it gets it gets hairy, but at first you just have a nice faded guide. I don't know how well you can see that, but um, then you can just really focus in on the details and extra effects, things that you didn't necessarily show in your animatic. And uh, ultimately, this is where the fun starts to happen is because a lot of your grunt work is done up front in that animatic phase. And once you've had that guide, it's, it's a lot easier to readjust because what we end up doing when I was, you know, early on, I'd be animating like this and I'd take hours animating something that's more polished and finished. And then they're, they'd be like, you know what? We actually don't, we, we, we're going to go back to the drawing board. We're going to change this around. We're going to, now we want, instead of this coin, we want, let's say, uh, you know, we're going to use stocks and bonds. We're going to use something that's bullish and something that's bearish. And now, and so instead of a phone and a coin, it's going to be a bull and a bear, right? And yeah. once you're in this phase, you know, after all that time and animation and polished and you've already worked on the graphic, it's it becomes very, uh, becomes very hard, right? And so I stopped sharing, but... Um, being able to do that so quickly with a finger, with a pencil, on a digital sketch where it still can be messy, but gets the representation across, and get all that animation and timing done up front is always better just because you can do that faster. You can always just do the simplest stick figure sketch that then at least they say, yeah, I like that, now let's look at what it would look like polished, they show them, and then once they sell up by, you know, say approve that, then you finally start the animation process. And I know that this isn't breaking, <laughs> breaking um, barriers of uh, and or the, uh, the, you know, people's minds as far as that part of the process. Uh, many people do it this way. It's just when you can get all that done and even a little bit of the, the timing and spacing before you even get into the program, it saves you so much time on the back end versus having to go back after eight to 12 hours of animation and kind of almost start over and do another eight to 12 hours with something different versus in, in those sketch process things, you know, you can spend one hour per concept, throw it up, they come back, spend another hour. So you can go through multiple concepts in a day and um, turn it around and get it back to them without uh, having to spend an all-nighter and buy a lot of caffeine instead of all night getting it done by the deadline. Um, it uh, helps you definitely avoid burnout and it helps you um, stay happy and thriving and put more time towards other projects and other things you want to create and build for down the road and for your your own your own career and other side income whatever it may be your dreams right yeah you know because you can do those quick turnarounds of like this here's the vision in these quick sketches uh, and animatics then I think from the client's perspective, you can kind of sit back and relax and know that, yeah, he's 
he's got the right idea. He's got the right timing. You know, it's not too detailed. You know, some of those concepts you came up with, I love them and they would be great for other, um, you know, vehicles within that whole FinTech brand. But uh, for something that loaded at the top of a website, you know, that less is more option that we ended up going with, I think is beautiful. And, and uh, that's great. Thanks so much for the insight into your process there. And I don't know if I'm going to throw a wrench at you or not, or, but uh, I'm curious, once you're hopping to After Effects and you kind of have your template behind you and you're blocking the animation out, are you jumping immediately into the curve editor or you do another pass for the curves or multiple passes? Yeah, yeah, it certainly depends. Um, if I don't feel like the timing and spacing is perfect or blocked out enough, um, I definitely would do something more uh, just blocked in keyframes to before I jump into curve editors and use other tools. I mean, I often like to use, uh, I have a couple other plugins. Flow is one that I love. Um, there is also, um, Flow so Flow gives you um, a faster, pre faster presets to curve editing and, and um, the speed and, and value of your keyframes. So um, it allows you to just kind of have some presets that it what I love is when you have presets that you just grow to love you can just click them in one button and get versus having to go multiple steps so it just adds some efficiency to something but there's a lot of times where even then your presets aren't exactly what you are looking for or they become too redundant and too mm -hmm. um, common and they're great for simple things where maybe you're animating text or, um, you know, but you definitely want to avoid it too much because then it might feel too much like it's just like an anima animation preset to a PowerPoint, right? And you want to stand out more, you want to have more expression in your actual animation. Uh, it kind of requires more um, surgical finesse uh, that you can do manually than through a preset. But um, so I typically uh, will start out and see what I can do with some of my presets and or other plugins that I may have added to After Effects um, just for efficiency and, and, and things like that. But then I think even in the recording, you could see where I, I got in there and I started noodling and handle, uh, pulling the handles and, and getting it exactly where I felt comfortable with. And what's nice is when you get that other stuff done, you can spend more time doing that and being proud of your work uh, which is so much more rewarding than feeling like okay I just had to get this one out and you know obviously maybe this one not, isn't going to go towards my portfolio whereas if you do this and you have more time you can say okay actually I'm so proud of this I would put this forward towards a portfolio piece where I might post this on social and uh, feel proud about it you know just to get some yeah. some viewership and following that showcases what I'm good at, right? And so that's what I hope encourages people is that they would want to find that time, find that they're more proud, that work is more enriching, 
through such a process and um, see the results of, of that, both how it can up your game, how it can make you feel more satisfied with your own work and happier. And it, it changes so much, but, um, yeah. but, but certainly someone once you who is, uh, newer to after effects, like let's say they've been in there, they've, they know how to make things move. Um, but they're like, this buttery smoothness is not happening. I see the professionals, you know, yourself included, you're, you're a master of the buttery smoothness. Um, someone in that camp, and then they, once you know After Effects, then you hear people using expressions, and then it's like, oh no, that's programming. Um, and I think some people could get scared away. So I'm curious, um, how much expressions do you employ in the stuff you work work at? And, and uh, how can we help uh, demystify that for people and, and help them not be so afraid? Yeah, no, that's great. Um, I do love expressions and they can do a lot better job at, um, especially like one example is the mathematical decay of a pendulum or a bouncing ball, something like that. Um, I like, I, I, there is the caveat that I do like sometimes the imperfection of somebody doing it by hand and, and really figuring it out getting a feel to it and it doesn't feel so mathematical and and robotic but there's definitely forums and already lists of expressions out there that people can find just by googling but um so that should take away some of the possible fear just because it's out there the new tools through chat gpt and so forth same thing you can simply throw a prompt saying i'm looking to do this with expressions and most of the time it can give you something um very very helpful it doesn't always work it sometimes breaks but if you're savvy uh that's one way to help you right um and and to up your game yeah. so if you're more mid-level and you've got at least some ground around expressions maybe start delving into letting ai help you a bit of the way and then use your savviness to to finish it and fix it if it if it's broken a little bit but um but to novice that could be very terrifying right um whereas uh but also as much as i do use expressions when and where i can um they they certainly can slow down a machine and a render um specifically in this in this, I was using a lot of expressions at one point, and we could do this in another deeper dive when I go into some of the Blender. I tried using Blender to do these little fractal triangles and have them um, do random animations. And then, uh, and, I, and I got pretty far where I wanted to with that, but it, it ultimately, um, I was still too novice with Blender to, to get it where I wanted it. So I resulted back to just doing it in 2D, uh, inside After Effects used a lot of expressions, but then the expressions really made my machine slow down and, and become too sluggish. And so that's when yeah. Easy Bake comes in. There's a, there's a baking and caching your expressions to keyframes, which would then release a lot of pressure and, and, and 
computing power on your computer, which then speeds up processing and speeds up uh, render time and everything. And so um, Easy Bake and those things are, I think, vital for someone who might find that their machine isn't powerful enough. Um, yeah. And if they're using expressions and or go the harder route, <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily recommend it, but, uh, but yeah, so it, but most expressions and I'm, I'm, most people, one thing I will say that needs to be said, and I think, I hope if people are watching this, they can respond in the comments or something and either echo it or contradict me. I would love to know because I can say that probably 99% of the time people are using more these very, very simple, often reused expressions like wiggle or like source record time and, 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 uh, and loop out duration and so forth. And a lot of those are just under a drop down window inside after effects where you can just drop down, see these preset and, and it's already like prompted and then you barely have to put in certain parameters. And so you hardly need to know too much and you can just continually reuse those. And most, most, I see most professionals just mostly reuse those for 99% of their animations. It's when you get say far more technical and you're doing something that is, um, just uh, very, very niche and very, very specific, that's when you have to be a little bit more pro and know to get a level of complexity out of expression animation that um, I don't think, you know, the mass majority of, of animators ever need or use because it'd be far more uh, specialized and versus more generic. So if you're going to be more generic and um, touch it from time to time, you're mostly just touching a few, you know, a few expressions versus the the heavy brainiac nerdy kind. I should say. I don't know if that you makes sense. You can get away with uh, googling uh, some things and, and get that quick step by step to make something loop or. Um, the straightforward things that people use all the time but for you i know you've uh invested some real time into learning uh expressions and, and after effects in general uh where is it that uh that you would recommend people go if they're like you know i'm ready to drop some cash and learn this for real um what courses did you take that you might plug school of motion was fantastic they have an expression session that definitely takes you from a novice beginner to um, feeling more comfortable in so many situations as some of the best things I, I took away from that were um, things like animating, uh, making expressions that would work really well for Mogurts, um, lower thirds, things like that. Um, and having, being able to change those out for um, one, one of the projects really centered around the possibility of multiple names for a game show and uh, say on like a Twitch game show and they've got all sorts of different players and it's like a league of uh, 
of different gamers or something like that. And or it could be like, say you're a sports lower third specialist and you're doing things for um, sports packages on Fox Sports or whatever, or you're doing a ton for a conference and a show and or something like that. Uh, those, those things were very handy to learn and to overcome. There's, um, there were a lot of other really cool ideas as well where you can uh, add in different sliders and effects and have all these slider effects that control multiple um, outputs, uh, multiple ways of switching between items and or logos and or um, even animations. Uh, it, it And then I'm not even scratching the surface. It gets far, far deeper. So that one was fantastic. There's several on even say Gumroad or YouTube. Gumroad is a great place to uh, buy a few easy courses. Uh, beyond that, I would also say there was um, like but so, and, and many that aren't too expensive, but you know, many people would find them at like Udemy or uh, Skillshare or so you know yeah. other outlets like that uh, patreon um, but but yeah I opted to do that and uh, that's been helpful I had a, had a few books as well those have been very helpful yeah. cool well I love it I think uh, I think this is gonna be one of uh, the most valuable episodes we've done to this point here on creator die I think uh, for me personally, I could keep on digging and asking you questions, but I know I, we both, both got to get back to it. Well, we'll have to get deeper at some point and let us know in the comments as well if there's something from what you may have heard or saw in the in the small screen sharing I did on the process. But um, for the most part, it's it's just pretty straightforward at that point but um but yeah we'll go deeper into maybe a few um tips on a few different uh pieces of that process so indoor if you want to dive deeper into expressions or graph editor or whatever we can come up with short yeah, tips think, something yeah. like five minute tips or something yeah i love it i think uh all of that would be real valuable so be, i'll be curious like you said to hear from our listeners and, and viewers Especially, this is obviously one where you get the most out of it if you watch it on YouTube or I think Spotify, there's a video version as well. Uh, but uh, Trevor, it's been a pleasure. Thanks again for uh, joining me on this little program and sharing some serious knowledge nugs. Thank you as always, Ike. Whew. what I tell you? That episode was sweet. I mean, we, we got up in there in animation hopefully inspired you to pick up that stylus open up after effects do something to create a little motion in your life because that's what it's all about creating now if uh, like, like we talked about several times trevor and i tried to prod you along please leave us some comments let us know what you liked what you didn't where we got it wrong uh, if it's something you'd like us to dive in deeper on, because as you can see, you know, we focused a lot at the beginning, the previs, the animatic, the initial motion. 
but you know sounds like Trevor's up for for the full gamut you know we could get in there get into curve editing get into uh, you know organization of layers inside of After Effects whatever floats your boat so thanks again it's been real and until next time my friends keep on creating create or die